You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast presented by Boo Crew Media and presented by Makers Mark. And man, first off, love their product. Uh, I'm going to be drinking a lot of whiskey next season, I'll tell you that much. But more importantly, talking about Makers Mark, the Saints better make sure they hit the mark this offseason. I'm going to talk about two particular topics for this episode, and that's going to be A, Sean Payton, and B, the quarterback situation. And obviously they go hand in hand, right? Because if you're going up and down Twitter the last couple of days, you're going to see a lot of rumors, a lot of reports about what Sean Payton's future might hold. You've seen some, you know, about TV. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN's talked about it. Uh, I forgot who else also mentioned. I believe it was Albert Breer um, of SI who came up and, and talked about how Sean has drawn interest from TV networks, which kind of makes sense, right? I've always kind of envisioned Sean taking that next step, whether he went to an NBC and NFL network. And I think he'd be an excellent analyst. Whether or not that time is now is a question the Saints and Saints fans are probably going to be worried about um, for the next couple of weeks. But I'll talk about that report. I'm going to talk about the Sean Payton and Dallas stuff, although that one I'm going to gloss over because you guys know how I feel about that already. And then I want to go into the quarterback situation, right? Because that's important, right? You know, when you look at all the Sean Payton rumors, you look at all the people talking about, does Sean want to stay in New Orleans? And and is he long for there? And I'm going to be honest. I think it's a little frustrating, right? Like I'm not going to go too much into this part because I'm going to stay composed for this, but I will say it is, if you're a Saints fan, and I've seen a lot of you guys get frustrated over this, I understand it. Like Sean Payton has been the backbone of the New Orleans Saints for the last couple of, not even years, for the last decade and a half. And every time there's some report about him, it's never really a positive one, right? It's never really about the great job he's done. It's never really about what the future of New Orleans looks like. It's always about, okay, when is Sean leaving New Orleans? Or does he really want to stay in New Orleans? And I just think that's flat out messed up. And it's funny to me, right? Because they're coming off a 9-8 and eight season where had the Rams not choked against the 49ers, they would have played on wild card weekend, right? And you would have had to push back all this crap about whether or not he goes to Dallas or whether or not goes whether he goes to TV. You probably push that back a week or so. Or you probably look back and say, Saints made the playoffs without a quarterback. You know what? What happens if he gets one? And that's why I'll talk about the quarterback situation in a couple of minutes. So let's go to Jeremy Fowler's first. Let's talk about that one. He said he polled NFL executives and coaches to predict what may happen around the league in 2022. And he cited several well-informed people brought up the idea of Peyton becoming a television analyst. In quotes, not sure I see Peyton walking away from coaching. He loves it too much. But there's definitely some buzz that there, that maybe he's being courted on that side. Maybe he goes and does that and returns one day to coach the Cowboys or something. Now, the last part seems like just total fucking fan fiction that comes out of nowhere, right? I, you know, I don't know how we went from, yeah, he's going to do the TV to, oh, he's going to go leave the Saints for TV. And then when he comes back, he's going to go to the Cowboys. Like, that's how it sounded. That part seems a little fan fiction, right? But again, I think that Sean Payton would make sense for TV networks. I just think that bridge has not, you know, that, you know, that bridge from coaching to TV isn't there yet. He's not ready to cross that, that bridge and get to that point. Maybe in two years, maybe in three years, but I think this off off season is going to kind of dictate that. And again, we'll talk about that in a second. The second rumor, Sean Payton in Dallas, because Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive had to talk about how Sean Payton loves Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones loves Sean Payton and Sean Payton has one year left on his contract. One of those is false. Sean Payton does not have one year left on his contract. Now, Michael Lombardi said he only has one year left on his contract, and that is literally not true. He's, in, through con- he's under contract through the 2026 season. I know it's, it's easy to spread rumors when you got the wrong information. 
because it sounds really juicy, right? To say Sean Payton's got one year left on his deal. He could go to the Cowboys, but he's under contract through 2026 season. Now, that doesn't mean he can't go to Dallas if he wanted to be like, man, I don't want to be New Orleans anymore. He could probably force his way out of there. I'm sure the Saints would get a haul and a shit ton of picks back for him. But it would be a lot more complicated had he only been under contract through next season, right? Because then the Cowboys would be like, ah, I'm not going to trade for you. I'll wait another year. But they can't. They wouldn't have that luxury because they'd have to wait till 2026 to get their guy. And that's why information and stuff like this, that's why some people in the media get a bad rap, right? And again, I know Michael Lombardi was an NFL executive, and I know he probably knows way more than I do about certain things. And he's in the know on a lot of things. But he started off this segment for you guys that haven't seen it by saying, I don't want to spread rumors, but Sean Payton of the Cowboys sounds fun. Okay, so what did you just do? You just did what you said you didn't want to do. That's why this stuff kind of makes me laugh. Every year we do this. Every year, Dallas chokes in the playoffs, and people say, it's the coaching. They need Sean Payton. Sean Payton would love to leave New Orleans for Dallas. And then every the next season starts every single time, and Sean Payton's still in New Orleans, and Dallas still hires a yes man. And again, it's, you know, the time I'm recording this Wednesday night, you guys are going to hear this Thursday morning. Mike McCarthy's still the coach in Dallas, as of now. That can change, but as of now, he's still the coach. So until that part changes... I wouldn't really worry about the Sean Payton and Dallas thing. But what I will say about this, this whole thing, and this is why this is very, very important. The Saints want to kind of, you know, put an end to all these Sean Payton rumors, whether it's TV, whether it's Dallas, whether that's just a general unfair assessment that, oh, he's not really happy in New Orleans because it's New Orleans, which I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. The Saints got to figure out the quarterback position this offseason, and they got to figure it out really, really, you know, in a major way. Not a, a temporary solution, not a bridge quarterback, not a, you know, a, a young guy that, oh, you know, maybe he could turn into something. No, no, no. They need the answer for next season. That will be the answer for seasons to come. Because the quarterback position, we obviously know it's really important. You know, you'd be crazy to think otherwise. And I've seen a lot of debate, right? Whether it's just through Twitter, whether it's Twitter spaces, which admittedly I wasn't in the other day, but I know it was popping because I'm just checking my timeline during work and I'm like, okay, something's going on because people are just arguing back and forth. But I see that people compare Ross, Jameis, a couple other names floating you know, here and there. I know some people want Russell Wilson. I know a lot of people still want them to re-sign Jameis Winston. I know there's a couple people here and there that want Derek Carr. And, you know, a few people that want Aaron Rodgers, although those are kind of like these smaller groups compared to the first two names that I mentioned. And then there are some people who want to go to the draft, right? Some people like Malik Willis. Some people like uh, Desmond Ritter. Some people like me. I'm not saying that's what I want, but like Kenny Pickett. There's other options. Whatever the choice ends up being for the Saints, obviously they need to be right with that choice. That's a, that's a Booger McFarlane state the obvious thing, right? But there's so many factors. And when you get to all this, and you get down to the nitty-gritty of this. That's why I don't understand why there's so much resistance to a Russell Wilson potential blockbuster trade. I've seen it. You've probably seen it. And it, it makes me wonder, right? What changed over the last year that all of a sudden, all the people who couldn't wait to hear about the rumors of Russell Wilson to the Saints, which if you go back to last April, they were there and people were loving it. What changed that eight months later, you know, some Saints fans don't want him anymore. Did the Saints have a season where a quarterback balled out? No. Do the Saints still have a quarterback problem? Yes. Do the Saints have a good quarterback under contract right now? No. 
Because right now, the only quarterbacks under contract for next season, Taysom Hill and, and Ian Book. So, no. I'm just confused by it. And again, I don't know if Russell Wilson is going to get traded, right? I, I don't know. I mean, Rappaport said he's going to explore his options. That's a good way of saying, I'm going to go see what's out there, and then I'll come back to you. But you never really explore your options if you're truly happy. It's the way I see it. I like my situation. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to look out for something else. That's just me. And we're going back to a quarterback who last year said, I don't want to get traded, but if you trade me, here's four teams I'd really, really love to go to. And the Saints were one of those teams. And if Wilson's going to do that again, and he's going to be that picky, and the Saints are going to be on the list again, it would be gross negligence for Russell Wilson to want to play for you and you you to say, nah, I think we're going to go somewhere else. Or no, I'm good. I'll pass. Like, no, you have to do your homework. You have to look into it. You got to see what you can do to get into Russell Wilson. You know, it would be negligence to not reach out to him. And yes, he is a year older. His production, his production uh, dipped down a little bit compared to the 2020 production. But he would give you an immediate answer at quarterback, an immediate upgrade at quarterback. He would give you a face of the franchise. And he'd give you a player who outside of this season has never missed a start. And even this year, when he did get injured, it was supposed to be a big injury, missed three games. Out of 161 possible games, Russell Wilson's played in 158 since he's joined the league. That's durability. Now, what would it cost? I don't think the three first thing's legit. I don't. I think maybe a year or two ago, let's get into it. But like I said, he's now a year older. He is now coming off a season that was 25 touchdowns, not 40. Those are factors, right? Now, would he still cost two first-round picks and a sweetener? I believe so. I really do. But would you not pay that price for Russell Wilson? I think I would. Again, what's the sweetener? No, it isn't a Marshawn Lattimore. It isn't an Alvin Kamara. It isn't a Michael Thomas. By a sweetener, there's probably a third-round pick that gets involved, maybe. I think that's a trade I would do. Now, could I be way off on the compensation? Possibly. Do I think I am? I really don't. I don't think he's going to go for three first-round picks, and I think a lot of it has to do with age. For example... And I'm not saying the Saints are going to be on this guy. And man, it'd be complicated as a fan to understand what you would do in this situation. But if and when Deshaun Watson gets traded, that's a guy that's probably going for three first-round picks to wherever he goes. And that's an age thing in addition to the talent, obviously. But the age is the big factor, right? Still in his 20s. Russell Wilson in his mid-30s, that's a difference. But Chris, the Saints have Jameis Winston. They don't. He's a free agent. And while I would actually be very much okay with the Saints going down that road again, and adding more weaponry to kind of help out Jameis' growth? I think people are underselling Jameis' situation. Like, I think there's a lot of people out there who think that the Saints can go try to get Russell Wilson or go try to get Derek Carr, and if it doesn't work, you can always come back to Jameis. I think you would be wrong. I think he would have a better market than you think. I think teams like Denver, I think teams like Carolina, I think teams like Washington, I think teams like Pittsburgh, I think they would make a run for him because they need a quarterback. He would be an option for them. He is one of 32, like I always say. And I think there is an upside there, right? He did play a little bit better this year in terms of efficiency than we've seen him play in the past, but he got hurt too. And maybe he could have taken it to another level. And I'm sure that's the allure to a Saints fan that wants to bring back Jameis. And I don't knock you if that's where you go with this. That being said, you don't have that luxury. It's the NFL. You cannot just say, I'm going to do this. And if push comes to shove and nothing goes my way, I'll just go to my backup plan. There's very, you know, there are very few times you get a backup plan in the NFL. You really don't because things just move so fast, right? So the Saints got to make a decision. 
They got to pick a target and man, they got to pursue it. And I think that's the way it is. I don't think it's going to be as simple as, okay, we're going to go after Ross. And if we can't get Ross, then we'll try and sign Jameis. And if we can't sign Jameis, then we got to sign a quarter. We got to draft a quarterback. Cause if you do that, then you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed because you didn't get your first choice. You didn't get your second choice and you just fell on a third choice. That's a maybe. And you don't even know what they're going to be. You see how complicated this matter can be. So when you hear that a Russell Wilson will explore his options, or if you hear that a Derek Carr is on the market, and again, I don't want to compare the two. Wilson's obviously much better than Derek Carr, although I do think Derek Carr would be a fine quarterback in the same system. Wilson's really the prime. He's really the guy that you're looking at. He stands out when you're looking at the list. There's a reason the Saints got to go all in, in my opinion. And by all in, again, I'm not saying mortgage three first-round picks. I'm not saying make sure you put yourself in a situation that's Russell Wilson, a bunch of nobodies, and you've traded away the whole team because that's not it. And I do not think that type of trade is going to happen. I think a lot of people are trying to think that's what it's going to be. I don't think that's going to be it. But this is what I'll say. The Saints can't afford to waste another year of a talented defense that I think will be led by Dennis Allen again because for some godforsaken reason, he's not getting interviews right now, which is really weird to me. Because we just watched an Eagles defense struggle to stop the Buccaneers who were missing a 1,000 weapons, and when the Buccaneers are fully stocked with weapons, the Saints can still shut them down. Weird to me, man. Just weird to me. But it seems like Dennis Allen will come back. If Dennis Allen does come back, that's great news for the New Orleans Saints and great news for their defense. You can't waste another year of great defense. You can't waste another year of Alvin Kamara being Alvin Kamara. You can't waste a year of, if he returns, big-time asterisk, of Michael Thomas if he were to come back. That's a player you don't want to waste as well. You cannot afford to waste another year of Sean Payton to the point where the TV rumors, the Dallas Cowboys rumors, all those get dialed up to an 11 when they're already at a 10 because another year was wasted. It's important, man. It's really important. Now, I'm not saying that if the Saints don't get Russell Wilson, this offseason's a failure. No. I'm saying if the Saints don't get the quarterback that they want, then it's a failure because I think... This offseason, and man, I am very excited for it. There's going to be a lot of content opportunities. There's going to be a lot of chances to speculate and talk about players who can go, who can come, and that's going to be really important for the future of this team. But nothing is going to be more important than what they do at quarterback, who they pick. If it works out, that's obviously going to be the second part of it. But I want to know the thought process, right? And if it's not Russell Wilson, is it Jameis Winston? And if it's not Jameis Winston, is it Derek Carr? And if it's not Derek Carr, is it Kenny Pickett? Whoever it is, It's got to be the Saints guy. It's got to be the one that they went out there, they did their homework, and that is who they said at the end of the day, we need our next quarterback. That's got to be it. You can't just revolve through bridge quarterbacks because you got a great defense and Sean Payton, who's a quarterback guru. Because I'll tell you what, man, Sean Payton fixing Teddy Bridgewater, fixing Jameis Winston, fixing Taysom Hill, whoever the hell people might think he fixes, I think he would rather have one guy be his quarterback for the next five years than continue to rotate and we're like this kind of special quarterback school, you know? Like I see people all the time, I think Sean could fix Trubisky or I think Sean could fix this guy. Why do we always have to be the problem solver, right? Leave Baker Mayfield the hell in Cleveland and let's get a quarterback who the Saints don't have to worry about, well, if Sean can fix him. And that is not a knock at Winston. That is not a knock at Bridgewater. It's a knock at the, the reports that link Baker to New Orleans or Mitch Trubisky to New Orleans or any quarterback who's been through the ringer and you don't know if they're any good. You don't always have to link them to Sean Payton because I'm sure that's tiring for Sean. I know it's tiring for me, so I bet it's tiring for him. Whoever you decide, got to be the dude and it's got to be the quarterback that when you get them at the end of the day, you put them in New Orleans, you put them with Sean Payton, And Sean Payton says to myself, I want to be here. And I'm not worried about Sean leaving for Dallas. 
And I mean, I'll be a little honest. I would not be surprised if in three years you told me Sean left for TV. But the way you stop that is by getting that next quarterback. Because you don't think about leaving the building when a Drew Brees is there or any type of franchise quarterback, right? Look at other coaches around the league and Bill Belichick. Now, Bill Belichick's a little bit different. You're not talking about him being a TV analyst in his future because that means you'd actually have to speak more than five words. But he got his Mac Jones. Whether or not you like Mac Jones, that's probably a quarterback who he feels, I could work with him for the next 10 years. You got to find a quarterback. Sean could sit down at the end of the day, say, I'm going to mold him. Or if it's a veteran that you're bringing in, I know that he can run my system to excellence. And there's a lot of options. And I think there's a good thing that's a lot of options, right? Whether it is Russ, whether it is Jameis, whether it is a quarterback in the draft, whether it is Derek Carr. I know Garoppolo will be mentioned, but you guys know how I feel about that one. That would be a no on my part. It's going to be an interesting. And I think there's no more important decision that the New Orleans Saints make this offseason than who the hell is the quarterback. More important than Marcus Williams. More important than Teron Armstead. More important than what you do with this receiving corps. More important than what you do with this draft. Who's the quarterback? Because the Saints won nine games this year with a bad offense, a really bad offense. And outside of the 5-2 and two record they had with Jameis, and, and granted, the offense didn't even play that great under Jameis. They just played way better than Taysom and Trevor and whatever it might be. The end of this, the year, they were winning games solely on defense, man. 9 nothing against the Bucs, 18-10 against the Panthers. I think they gave up 10 points. No, not even. I think they gave up less than 10 points to the Jets. All defense, man. And if Dennis Allen comes back, and it kind of looks at this point he will, do you feel that luxury that the continuity is there? And the continuity on defense would probably lead to another big-time year. Imagine complementing that with an offense that is above average. That's how you get back in the Super Bowl conversation. And when you're in the Super Bowl conversation, people probably aren't talking about your coach leaving for a TV deal, leaving for ABC or NFL Network or NBC or Fox or whatever the hell it might be. You're not talking about that. Because you're talking about the Saints playing football in mid to late January, and that's all the difference. So again, see what happens. There's going to be options out there. But I can't stress enough how important this upcoming decision is for the Saints and why I truly believe this is kind of going to be the moment that dictates where this franchise is going to be in a couple of years from now. And this isn't for me to be dramatic or say that the Saints are doomed. But I've seen some people talk about Champagne, and some say they're okay if he goes, if they get a lot of picks back. Some say... Well, you know, how important is he? He's damn important. And I think losing Sean would be the worst possible thing for the New Orleans Saints. Worst possible. Because when you get in a bad situation, whether you love him or not, whether you think he's arrogant or not, whether you think he's a victim of his own success or not, he's a top five coach, and he's a top five crisis manager in the NFL. Because I don't know if I could say, hey, stick this coach with no real offense, with a bunch of injuries, loses the QB1, doesn't really have an identity on offense. You're going to start the first month of the season on the road because of a hurricane. Get them into a position where they could be a playoff team. Saints were halfway from doing that. So I am obviously someone who is a big believer in Sean Payton. I think the Saints would be a shell of themselves without Sean Payton. And I think it's time to make sure if you want Sean Payton to be around for the long haul, you got to get the quarterback. Now that's also on Sean, right? Sean's got a big say in this matter. This is not Mickey Loomis and Kai Harley saying, you know what, Sean, we're going to find the quarterback for you. No, Sean's going to say who he wants, and we're going to go to work. And it really is important. Because, man, if they do get a Russell Wilson, or they do just figure out this quarterback situation for the long haul, you're talking about the, the year off of the Saints finding themselves post-breeze. was a 9-8 and eight year where it was kind of batshit crazy, and we all kind of joked around on Saints Twitter, and then you went right back to being a perennial playoff team. And if you can do that, 
that's how you see, you know, there's this graphic that came out this week about the records over the last decade. Saints on that graphic said 160. That's how you get to that level. When you have the quarterback and coach combo that you know have faith and trust in each other, that's how you consistently be a winner in this NFL. And that's why it's important. So we'll see what happens this offseason. I'm really curious to see what you guys have to say. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave your comment below as to who you want the Saints quarterback to be. Maybe let me know why, too. I'd love to read through the comments. Obviously, I'll get to all those. If you're listening via audio, via iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, just tweet at me. I'd love to hear who you want as the Saints quarterback next year and why. I'd just love to have a fun conversation about this topic because, really, it is a big thing, man. It is a really big thing about what goes down not just for the 2022 season, but beyond that, Sean Payton's future is so much at stake here. That's what makes it fun, right? Because this is a big-time offseason for a big-time team, and we'll see what happens. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Makers Mark. I want to thank you guys all for listening to this edition of the show. Stay tuned for more content in the future. And if you don't hear from me this weekend, it's probably because I'm you know, sitting there in pity watching the Bucks versus Rams. But all jokes aside, guys, I'll talk to you next week on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.